Before we get into today's episode, I have a quick message from my sponsor, Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that simplifies your web hosting experience. The platform allows businesses to focus on their growth and have complete peace of mind with 24-7 support and flexibility to scale. Can we just say support is hugely important when it comes to hosting? And thanks to Cloudways, they are offering an exclusive discount for the Kim Doyle Show listeners. Visit cloudways.com and use the promo code KIM20 to get 20% off for two months on the hosting plan of your choice. All right, guys, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to F the Hustle. I'm your host, Kim Doyle. You want a life that is meaningful and exciting. In this podcast, we're going to talk about launching and growing an online business that fits your lifestyle. F the Hustle is all about doing good work, building real relationships, and most importantly, creating a business that supports how you want to live your life. You don't have to sacrifice the quality of your life today to create something that sets your soul on fire. And yes, that includes making a lot of money. So we'll be talking about selling, charging what you're worth, and how earning more means helping more people. My goal is to help you find freedom and create a business on your terms. What up, what up? Welcome to another episode of F the Hustle with Kim Doyle. I am, of course, Kim Doyle. So it's been a, like it's been a hot minute since I've done a solo show. That was me pausing and thinking at the same time. It didn't work very well, but I was thinking it must have been when I did the, yeah, year anniversary about Costa Rica. So just the last episode, however... I feel like a lot has gone on since I recorded that. So today's episode is when disappointment leads to clarity and ultimately freedom. This is episode 93. And let me do a quick little update for you guys. And, you know, always have to do a little bit of the backstory and we'll, we'll jump into all of this, but, um, I am just coming off of having friends here. Um, so I had some friends come to town on May 11th and these are ready for this friends from high school. And I say ready for this because here's the funny thing. So one of them is, was my childhood best friend. She was down here in January and the, the two gals she came with this time. So there was four of us total. Uh, they were supposed to come in January too, but then one got COVID and then one was afraid of getting COVID and ultimately got it. So, and didn't want to get stuck down here. So this was the rescheduled trip. Now, the nice perk, I should say, about this rescheduled one is I got to see Susie twice. She was here in January. And what was nice is that when she was here, my place is only a two-bedroom, but it was really nice that we each could, could just sort of unplug and kind of retreat, right? And so she suggested, she said, what if we got a house for all of us. She said, and she had said, you know, you don't have to pay because you live down there. Obviously I don't need a place to stay, but I wanted to stay with them. I'm like, no, 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 no. But so I thought, huh, <laughs> my therapist was not in town. She's actually supposed to be coming back in a week or so. And she has this amazing, beautiful house on the beach. And she's had a few properties down here. They've always been rentals. And so I asked her, I don't know if you guys are renting this. Would you be open to it? And she said, yeah, she'd give me a great price for me. The house is available for rent. If you saw any of my pictures, you guys, it's it's just friggin' nuts. It's got a beautiful pool. It's just, I mean, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. And there is, um, she put in like a little palapa, which is kind of, 
it's just like a little patio with a covered, it's a covered patio essentially, but it's closer to the beach, but it's wired with a fan and electricity and stuff. Man, it's just peaceful when you want to even just kind of step away from the house. You could do that too. So Oh, house is off the charts. So if you're interested, let me know and I will connect you with her. But um, holy moly, it was it was such a fun week. And the ready for this crazy high school thing was I was saying to one of my friends was, I said, God, it's been like over 20 years. And she said, uh, no, Kim, it's been like 30 years since we've seen each other, which we're all, I'm friends with them on Facebook and we were good friends, you know. And that was post high school for sure that we had kind of stayed in touch, but one of them moved to Chicago in her early twenties. And I mean, I haven't seen them since and they graduated a year behind me. So like, well, I haven't gone to any of my class reunions anyway. So even though I was a class officer, um, but it was, ah, oh, it was, it was fantastic. It was a very soul filling, fun, fun week. We had lots of downtime. We did plenty. They totally want to come back. Susie said she's on a rotation every four months. We hosted a birthday dinner for two of my friends down here because their birthdays are both May. So they got to meet, everybody got to meet each other. It was, it was just amazing. It was a really, really good time. A great combo of just hanging out because when you're on the beach and there's a pool, you're like, why do I need to go anywhere? But it's also, you know, they wanted to see a little bit more. And we did have a massage therapist come to the house. That was fun. So yeah, it was a fantastic week. And, but I was fried. They flew out early. Um, they were here. Was it a Thursday to Thursday or Wednesday to Thursday? I think it was. So we had to get up at five to hit the airport. And I knew that day I have a dog sitter that comes and stays at my place with the dogs. And so I told her, yeah, you could probably leave by like nine or nine thirty. I went back to the house, did a final once over, you know, Got home, unpacked, you know, got situated, and pretty much climbed in bed for the rest of the day. But um, yeah, so here I am. That was Thursday, just to give you an idea of time frame and where my mindset is at. And that's going to go exactly into the disappointment. And this is all a business disappointment, I should say, because no disappointment in spending time with people I love. But it is... Monday, when I'm writing, recording this, when I'm writing, recording, recording, I've already written it. And that was Thursday. So, you know, I've had like five days in between. There's something about socializing that just takes out a different energy from you. It's kind of like coaching and doing one-to-one is you are more on, right? And I don't, I'm not pretending to be somebody else with these women. They're amazing. It's honest. It's real. But you're just more, um, there's a different level of, it's kind of like when you're driving, right? Like you think, why am I so tired from driving? I'm just sitting, but your focus and your concentration. So you want to be there and you want to be really present, right? So anyway, yeah, I've had some time to, to recoup and, uh, just not talk for a few days, if that makes sense. And here we are. So the episode that I decided I wanted to share with you guys today is about a business disappointment and how I am kind of patting myself on the back, to be honest with you, for how I've reframed this. And so I'm hoping that 
that this is going to help you do some reframing. If you are going through something similar, have gone through something similar, or when you do, because disappointments, failures, challenges, whatever you want to call them, are just part of the process. And I've that's the benefit of doing this so long. Guys, 14 years this March, this past March, 2022. And it's just like, okay, here we go. <laughs> just learn something new. But the, sorry, my, um, sorry for the pause. My headset decided to talk to me. My wireless headset. Anyways, um, the thing is when things don't go the way we hope or there's a challenge or failure, you know, even when you know it's part of the process and that's how we learn. And all of those quote unquote trite sayings that are true, even though we know all that, it doesn't mean you don't get disappointed. You know, that feeling you get when you've worked really hard on something, it doesn't go as planned or even just the way you hoped, right? I mean, there comes a point when you're doing something new or putting something out there, you you can have hopes for it and, and have some intentions, but it's, it's kind of a crapshoot. You don't necessarily know when it's the first time you do something new. And the thing with that is that that's when this, you know, your, your inner little kid shows up, that little kid who didn't get picked for the team or get invited somewhere or felt left out or just got second place instead of whatever it is, right? Pick your little kid scenario and plug it in. But that's where that little kid shows up. The difference now is that you're not a child, right? We're the adults who chose to be entrepreneurs. Remember that when you come back to this place and say to yourself, I chose this. So now what do I do with it? And we we know full well that things not going planned, not going as planned, excuse me, are simply part of the process. It can still be a tough pill to swallow, right? Even knowing you're going to get to the other side of it. The trick is what you do with those feelings, right? It's what you do with those feelings and results. Because the truth is, no matter how something turned out, you've gotten some sort of results. You have some data to work with, right? That is the beauty of having an online business is we can measure almost everything. So it really comes back to what you do with those feelings and results. And so I want to share a bit of what I've been through this past week, how I handled it, how I'm still handling it, to be honest. And here's the crazy thing is how it's leading to the birth of something new. And I'm going to be as direct as I can while still being kind of ambiguous. Welcome to Kim's brain. So you guys know I'm pretty disappointed. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be recording in the afternoon when I'm sleepy. Um, so this is the part about when disappointment leads to clarity, right? So I'm pretty transparent about most things in my life and business. The more I share, the more people connect with me. I also don't have the energy to be something I'm not or pretend for the sake of appearances or feeding my ego. My ammo tends to be, I just back up, right? Or back up, I guess, is that the word? Back up. Um, now, th- there's a phrase that I'm stuck on here. I tend to, back down's not it. I just kind of retreat a little bit. There, that's a better example. I retreat a little bit to process, but I really, I can't pretend to be something I'm not or... I, I just, oh my God, I just, I don't have the energy. Okay. So recently I launched something that didn't go as I hoped. My initial feeling was a massive disappointment, right? I was feeling massive disappointment because I'd worked really hard to get to that point. 
And so what it was, this was the completely revamped version of email insiders, which went from a two month cohort to a six month group coaching program, right? The, the cohorts, the two month programs, easiest thing ever. I sent out an email. I said, hit reply. If you're interested, let's hop on a call, sold 10 spots. Boom, boom. Right now, before I go further into that, this all ties together. A few months back, I'd shared that I'd made a significant investment in my business by signing up for a program that I said I'd share more about later. Well, it's later. So I'm going to share a little bit more about that today. So the program was called Fearless CEO, and it's with Mariah Cause. And the reason I'm saying it was is because they've had a pivot and they've gone back to the name they were recognized for, which was High Ticket Hybrid. She's also done evergreen webinars. She is kind of the coach to the coaches. She's behind a lot of big names. And the reason for their pivot was that there was a disconnect with their audience. Now, mind you, they had a phenomenal launch in two months, like high six figures in two months, but they have massive systems and processes in place. And I'm going to do some off script here, um, probably about the program. Um, But just to give you a little, and I'm not trying to name drop guys, but you know, I believe um, Mariah Cause worked with Vanessa Lau. She worked with Rachel Rogers. And when I say worked with, I think they were in her programs. Um, There's a bunch of other names if you go into that. Um, And so, and I know some people personally have had great success. The program is phenomenal. You know, and again, I'm not going to go to a bunch of specifics on their, excuse me, their kind of rebrand back to the original, because it's not my business or place to share what they've shared with paying clients. But but knowing that they were in se- successful in terms of sales, like I said, high six figures, close to seven in two months. Now, those were sales, right? Not cash collected. But it was very empowering to realize, to have them come and say, we're revamping this. We're readjusting this. So to give you an idea um, of the program that I'm in, hold on, where? <laughs> I scrolled and I lost my place in my notes. So I've invested a little over 13000 in this program. And yes, seeing that number and saying it out loud makes me cringe a little bit. But fortunately, the content, the training, the structure in the program are amazing. No regrets. And one thing that's really neat about what they did, and I was saying this to anybody out there with courses, I would kind of love to hear what you've done with this. Not kind of, I'd love to hear. So one of the things that was kind of driving me crazy about the program So I have access to like three of her signature programs in here, high ticket hybrid, um, signature courses. I think there's an evergreen. I I apologize because literally I've been going through the high ticket. That's it. I'm going through this. And the program that I'm in was a six month program. So, and I say it was because they've revamped it and now I have 12 months of access. So after my sixth payment, I'll be done, which is kind of nice to know because there's no way I would get through all the content in six months. I'm just going to tell you that right now. And so um, the program though, it's, it's all the um, content isn't teachable and it's organized. It's very clean, all of that stuff. And there's a lot of worksheets and templates, but what happens is you go to do a worksheet and a template. It's like, make a copy, make a copy, right? So it opens a Google doc and makes, makes a copy. But the problem is, do you have any like copies of you end up with in Google Docs? And unless you're going to sit and go through one thing at once and organize the folders in Google Drive, it gets it gets a little bit messy, right? And what I wanted was a roadmap. 
So one of the things that I was integrating that I was that I've integrated into email insiders is a custom notion dashboard. Notion is a free tool that way people can duplicate it. And so it's like, here's everything about your program, meaning here's where the community is. It's all going to be in Podia. All the training is in Podia. Here's the community. Here's your contact. Here's the webinar links. Here's the calendar of schedules for live calls. Here's all the course materials, meaning modules and templates and worksheets. Anything that was a downloadable asset that they would get, it needed to be kept in here as well as a roadmap so that they would start with, this is what's going to guide you through this lesson, right? So as an example, there's a, a foundation training and that's kind of more email marketing foundational stuff. There is success stages out of the mindset. And then there's the accelerators. Cause like I said, it's called, well, I didn't say it yet. I changed the name to email insiders accelerator. And so that training is all going to be live. And so I, this is all off script, by the way, but I'm trying to share. So going through this program, I thought, this is making me crazy. Like I had to keep going back into stuff. I'm like, give me a checklist that I can go, this is done. This is done. And there were, there are individual checklists for different modules and elements. But when you have something as in-depth as this, before you know it, you're just, you can, it becomes a part-time job to manage participating in the program, if that makes sense, which is why. I thought I'm going to do a custom dashboard that lives outside of the community because the other thing, there's a Slack community for this group, which is great, but now I'm logging into Slack. Now I'm logging into Teachable. Now I'm logging into Google Docs, right? So, and I know I'm saying Notion and Podia, it's two, but I can embed stuff in Podia also. Anyways, this, I will wrap up this off script here. And that is that for anybody with a course, I'd be curious to know if you have found a better way to do this. And I'm actually surprised. This seems like a very obvious thing that's missing from the course platforms. It's like, here's your, here's modules and lessons. Kind Right? Like where is sort of this hub, this dashboard, this central place to access everything you need to effectively go through, use the materials, complete the work, you know, join the community, all that kind of stuff. I'd love to know what you do for that. Anyways, all right, let's come back to the planned out episode. So I, like I said, I changed the name to email insiders accelerator and went about doing exactly what I was supposed to do, which again, you guys, it was a lot of work. The launch for this is to use a live private training. They call it an LPT. And just to give you an idea, the Google doc to write out that training ended up being 35 pages. 35 Google Doc pages, right? There was a template. There was a base template with the prompts and whatnot for the slide deck. And then I wrote the whole webinar out before I touched my slides. So I want you to just, that's, and that's like one piece of this, right? That doesn't include the pages and the funnels and the emails and the marketing and the social stuff. So I followed the launch plan and they suggest not doing any paid traffic the first time, which I'm a hundred percent behind which meant I was emailing to about 10,000 people and posting to social. So I don't have any final numbers yet. The cart isn't closed, but the numbers have been disappointing to say the least. <laughs> and I reminded myself of a couple things. One, it's a big investment for people. So this is a $6,000 program, a six month, $6,000 program. And when I invested in the fearless CEO program, it took me a few days to make that decision, right? So I'm eh, going to go ahead and leave that alone. Not too worried about it. I held the live private training when I still had friends in town. 
So I did it on the Tuesday before they left on the Thursday morning. And I spent part of the time Monday when they were hanging on the pool, kind of, you know, finalizing slide deck and just going through stuff. And here's the crazy thing. I actually came back to my house, my place to use my desktop. I've got a 32 inch iMac, my microphone. I just prefer that for presentations. So I come over here, the gal with the dog, she took them out back to the pool. I'm like, okay, ready to go. Kid you not, 10 minutes before the webinar, the power went out. <laughs> and it actually ended up coming back on, but I'm like, I can't risk this. So I went back to the house. My therapist's house is less than, I was back before the time. I, I got there that quickly. And the power had gone out there too. It just come back on. So my guess is it would have been back on here, but I didn't want to risk it. So I, I wouldn't say I'm too flustered, but so be it. And also the registration for this training, this live private training was a little bit of an application, which was so beyond my comfort zone. You guys, I'm used to just register for a free training, right? But the thing is when you come to programs that are um, a higher cost and it depends on your market. Cause some people would say 6,000 isn't that much. It's not even half of what I'm paying. Right. But it, it's all, it's all relative. So there's no judgment and I'm not trying to say one is cheap. One's expensive, none of that stuff. Right. But, um, how this happens then is had I just opened this to a free training for anybody who wanted to, I would have had way more people register. There was like 35 that registered, like half the people showed up live. Um, and I, per- let me just tell you a couple of things I did. I personally emailed every single person. I personally emailed every single person. I heard that. Um, <laughs> but I sent a personal email to everyone. We did social outreach to everyone that included their preferred social channel, reminding them of the live training. When I say we, uh, my daughter's working with me now, so she managed all the social. And I say this later in the episode, but... I just, she kind of restored my faith in social media and that it actually does work when you're consistent, (laughs) but it was, and it was a great webinar. I had great feedback. I had great questions. It was great. It was great. So, um, all that being said, doing the live training when I still had my friends in town, like I wanted to do it prior, but like I said, there's a lot of work involved in this. Now, remember, I have, now remember, I don't think I've said this in this episode. I've had visitors every month this year, except for February. And I signed up for the end of this program at the end of February. So I had visitors March, April, May. My daughter's coming down in like six days. I think three weeks, three to four weeks later, my sister and my niece are coming down. My dad's talking about August. And then I may not have visitors for a while (laughs) uh, and just wait till I go back. Christmas because I, you know, I can't take, it's tough. I mean, I can take the time off, but not, not ideal when you're pulling the trigger on something new. Like I said, I could have put it off, but I knew I needed to get it done. And honestly, you guys like feeling with it behind me, I feel better like being able to breathe. Like it would have been stressful going from having time off to jumping into this this week like, I, I'm glad I've got this week in between company to regroup. Um, the whole thing is, it's way too easy to continually put things off or push the date out further. For myself, I knew I needed to pull the trigger. I had talked to you guys about last fall where I was going to do the F the Hustle community. 
And I was going to go for it. And I kept putting it off. And I'm like, it's just something felt off. Something felt off. I didn't know what it was. I, I trusted it though. So having said that, right? Like I said, I felt like I needed to commit to a date and follow through on it. So naturally, my first thought was that, oh, I did this too soon. I rushed that, <laughs> right? Because I didn't rush it. I have been diligent about doing the work, taking the time to write things out, plan, just we've done the work. And so you, you just, you got to love the ego and all the BS it throws at us. So in many ways, I was massively grateful that I had my friends in town because I had a decision to make. I made a very conscious decision to stay present and not feed the stories in my head and ruin the few days I had left. And like I said, renting my therapist's house was beautiful. I didn't want to pout in my room. I didn't want to not be company. I wanted to, like, this is what matters, right? Spending time with people and just, oh my gosh, you guys, it was such a, such a fun trip. And so trip, I was here, but it was, it really was a vacation for me. So it was, it was a real, real conscious decision. And let me clarify one thing for you. It was not easy. I have a lifetime of practice when it comes to telling myself stories that don't serve me, serve me, right? I'm sure I'm not the only one there too. Um, I've already spent about $9,000 on the program. I did the payment plan for the fearless CEO. And so I was going into this like, all right, I'm going to recoup my investment. So in fact, I'd go so far as say, as to say that my mindset going to the launch was part of the reason for the disappointment, i.e. failure, whatever you want to call it. Anytime I do something with an expectation of a specific financial outcome, it bites me in the ass every freaking time. The thing is, I think I was telling myself, you've done the work, you've did it, you've already got, you've had two cohorts of this. They ran very successfully. Of course, this is going to, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, honestly, guys, like I'm still kind of working through the mindset stuff about this whole experience. But here's the other thing. Clearly, this is simply a belief. I also want to point out that there is a huge difference between an expectation and a goal. I had an expectation about this, but I was a little willy-nilly about the goal. And at the end of the day, this all comes down to a few things, which I'll talk about. But success in marketing tends to be based on math. You get X amount of people to show up. So, the, so here's the thing. The message resonated, right? I had It resonated with some people. And I'm going to talk about the message in a minute. People showed up live. Now, had I had four times the amount? Would I have had that many signups, more signups? Probably, right? So, but, but this is how we learn. Anyways, um, so I explained to you, my daughter's working with me. She really nailed the social media and I, she had fun doing it. She knows my voice. She was great about, and she's not as attached to the, to engagement and follow-up as I am, meaning she just does it. Whereas I get in my own head about, oh, did that sound right? I, I, I really do, you guys. May, may or may not be surprising. I don't know. But we had all of the pieces in place, except for one thing. I don't think the message was right. And this is where I did not take advantage of this amazing program and community I'm in. So I don't think 
what this means. I don't think the results that I was selling matched the pain point of my audience. And I'll, I'll share with you what that was, but here, here's the other piece of this, right? I think this has given me more opportunities to talk to people about why they're not doing email marketing, what's holding them back and where they're stuck. And so the, the result, the message was, hold on, I'm scroll back up again. I should stop touch, touching the mouse, um, was how to create consistent recurring revenue with email marketing. Well, of course, everybody wants consistent recurring revenue, but honestly, most people are not sending emails because they don't friggin' know where to start. They don't know what to write about and they don't know how to sound authentic. They feel like they're sounding smarmy or salesy. Nothing feels right. So they can't even get to the recurring revenue point because they're not pulling the trigger to begin with or they're doing it. And so here's a great example. There's a gal with a great brand I'm going to have her on the podcast. Um, and I'll talk to you more about that later. But she's been emailing once a week, I think, for almost a year. And I'm like, that is fantastic. It, it's absolutely to be applauded. But what's happening with it? Right? What are the results? Are you, are, are people buying through it? Are you getting signups for something? Whatever it is, right? So there's, there's the ability to say, I've been consistent and I've stuck with this. As opposed to I've been consistent, I've stuck with this, and I'm getting results. And now I'm going to pour the gas on it, right? So there, what am, I've gone back to that, right? Right? I don't know why I'm doing that. Whatever. With Email Insiders, I completely mapped out a solid program. There are three core courses in it, right? Like I said, there's the foundation, the su- success stages, all mindset, and it's all digital marketing, entrepreneurial journey stuff. Um, and then there's the accelerator. But my gut tells me something's off. And instead of guessing or trying to figure out what that something is, I'm going to offer a quick call to everyone who didn't purchase. And I also decided that I am, I've, I've been doing um, focus sessions for a few years where you can just book a 90 minute session with me. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a 90 minute email marketing strategy session. And there's a couple options with that. One of the things is that you can hop on a call with me and we will completely outline, map out your lead magnet email course, which is based on Brennan Dunn's lesson bridge pitch survey. I know this is probably a little all over the place. Um, and I will actually help you outline the emails, what that looks like, what the content is, what the offer is, the whole nine yards. We can do that or we could dive in and just create a solid plan for you, whatever it is. Like that's kind of um, where I shine, to be honest with you, is that off the cuff, fly, I can do it and I can see it very well for other people's business. So these are going to be one-off paid sessions. I can't do a ton because of time. So I'm going to offer it to everyone who signed up for the email insiders accelerator live private training. And then I'll open it up to my list. So if you're not on my list, go to kimdoyle.com. You can sign up for F the hustle or easy email marketing, whatever you'll get that offer. Um, I'm on a mission. You guys, I want to see people find an email marketing strategy that works for them. There is not only one way I have my cadence and my voice and my rhythm. And I have fallen in love with writing if if that's not where you see yourself or your audience doesn't want to get a bunch of emails, like let's figure that out, right? But there you have to get clear on your audience, your voice, and then you need a consistent strategy that drives traffic and sales. Email marketing is the best channel for for sales. I 100% believe that. It's none of this is rocket science. 
but I've definitely got some deeper digging to do and I'm okay with that. So here's how I pivoted my mood and energy. And like I said, it's a good thing my friends were here. If they weren't, I I probably would have done a number on myself because they were here. I didn't allow it. And this is probably not the first answer most people want to hear, but here we go. I decided to, it was that simple. I made a choice. I am not letting this take me down. I'm not giving up on this program. All of it, right? And it would, see, right? I got to put a a, a sticky note on my computer again with that. Jeez, Doyle. What I was, what I was experienced was it was as if I was observing myself and the thoughts that were going through my mind. I was very conscious of what was happening. And another side note, this is something I've been working on for a while and I continue to work on this every single day. And, oh, you know, hindsight's 2020, right? But thought management is everything. And if all of this is sort of new to you, simply start choosing awareness, pay attention to the thoughts. And what Susan, my therapist has helped me figure out is I pay attention to what I'm physically feeling in my body when I'm having certain thoughts. Anger tends to be in my head. Sadness is in my chest. Excitement or nervousness is in my stomach. And so I I can tell my body isn't going to lie to me. I can tell what I'm feeling. I get a little indicator based on how I physically feel. Nothing is going to impact you more than choosing to manage your thoughts. And I'm pretty sure I did a whole podcast episode. I'll link to it in the show notes on that. So I brought myself back to the fundamentals. All right, Kim, you've got enough money. If, if there's an emergency, you're fine. Just let it go. I know how to sell. I'm comfortable selling. I have other things to sell. Here's the one, you guys. This is in all caps in the show notes too. I live in freaking Costa Rica, right? And it doesn't suck. I'm just going to say that. And having all of these visitors come down, I'm probably spending more time with people in my personal life that I love and have been a part of my life forever. More time now than I did when I lived closer to them, right? Because we all get caught up. And it's really fun to see Costa Rica through other people's eyes, to see the appreciation they have for the ease of the ease and the lifestyle down here. And, and also like how, you know, simple things. I I posted it on, on Facebook and Twitter, I think, but I went out Saturday. I had to go get the dog food and traffic slowed down. You know what the traffic was, you guys? I'm not kidding. It was a guy on a horse with two other horses that he was taking along. That's what I was stuck behind on a paved road. I'm like, this is Costa Rica. One of my friends, she's hysterical. Well, they're all funny. Uh, Katie kept going, not safe, not safe, which is kind of the roads here. But it wasn't until being here with them that I realized, oh, yeah, it's just kind of become the norm. And I drive pretty chill down here. And of course, lastly, like everything else, this too shall pass. You know, when I think about the things I have been through and have overcome, it's like, this is nothing. This is nothing, girl. You've got this. And so next would be my weekly call with my therapist. So I do these weekly calls with her that if you've not heard this, I'll bring you a quick up to speed is, I don't know, two years, year ago. I don't know. No, two years ago. Schnikes. 
I asked her if she wanted to kind of do a little experiment and let's like, I wanted to raise my vibration. And so we started doing weekly calls and it just unfolded into something phenomenal. It's been some of the best work I've done on myself, I should say. Anyways, we usually do uh, a Monday morning call. It is a great way to start my week. And she's more or less the only call I will do on Mondays. Um, and when she's down here, I see her. But so I texted her saying, could we do a call? Could we do our call on Friday morning? She said, sure. Like I said, dropped my friends off the airport Thursday morning, went back, did, did my stuff, unpacked, napped and stuff. But I knew I had no plans going into the weekend outside of taking my friend Cheryl here. It was her birthday yesterday. Um, and I took my other friend. This is who we celebrated with my friends. Um, but it's always fun to start your day off. So I took them both to breakfast for their birthday. So we did that yesterday and it was on the beach. And with all the rain we've had, if you didn't see those pictures, it was kind of off the charts. It was just like, it looks fake. It was so pretty and the sky was so blue. Anyway, those were the only plans I had this weekend was brunch. Because even though I was feeling better, I wasn't totally sure that I trusted myself with my thoughts. So I figured the best way to anchor in and pivot was a call with her. And now a little side note here, like part of me is like, girl, are you dependent? How dependent are you on this? <laughs> it's think of it this way. Like I get the benefit. I mean, yes, I pay her, but it is, it's a friendship now at this point. And it's like having a trusted advisor, right? There will come a time in my life when she's not here, but we're not going to go there yet. So Again, I was feeling better, but I thought I don't want to have all this downtime and and have my mind start messing with me. And I was right. It was during our call that I realized I had a strong belief going into the launch that it wasn't going to do well. I I was explaining things to her and it became very clear. I had a very strong preconceived idea that I needed to quote unquote, do more work. And I am, I know I'm not the only one with that belief that we're supposed to work hard. Mind you, I have been working hard all my life. And if sticking with this business for 14 years, isn't working hard, I'm not sure what is, but this idea, right? Like you guys have heard me say, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. I love the work I do. I really, really do. I don't do work that I hate just to pay the bills. I will figure you know, I'll, I'll figure something else out all day long. And so, um, so we started talking and what we do is we do FaceTime and I'll answer through my laptop and I record it because I record all my calls. And so while we can see each other, like if I get up, unless I take the laptop or if I were doing it on the phone, um, she can't see me. So she decided, she asked me to do something ridiculous <laughs> and you guys, it was ridiculous. And I'm playing when I say she made me do something because she's not like that. But I was really frustrated when I realized that I had more or less set myself up for disappointment. And then it was like, well, how do I change that belief? I get very pissy. You know, I, if I knew how to change it, I would. I get very petulant child sometimes. And so she said, we've never done this before. I want you just to try this. She said, get up and dance like a five-year-old, just crazy, sing loud, dance, do something as though this had gone exactly how you had hoped and you were excited and, and say what you would say. And she said, I don't have to watch. So I did not. I actually put muted myself. Here's the funny thing. The housekeeper was here. So I didn't scream and shout, but I did. I was like, I did it. I did it. Like I just started doing this goofy little dance to the point where I got so into it that I knocked over. I have a cup of colored pens on my desk. 
um, and I knocked them on the floor. <laughs> and so I had to go over and show her, see what I did? See what I did? Um, and here's the thing, you guys, I could have just stood behind the camera and not done anything, but you have to do the things that make you uncomfortable in order to get to the next level. It's just part of it. And that doesn't mean you have to go dance around, but guess what? I did it and my mood instantly shifted, right? If you have ever listened to Tony Robbins, which I don't know why I have to always pre-qualify that I can't listen to him anymore, but there was a time when I did. He talks about a state change that here's an example. When I think about a state change, <clears throat> I remember when I used to have to commute, <clears throat> excuse me, I need a little sip of water here. And I had an hour commute. And after like nine hour day at work, I'd be like, Oh my God, I just want to go to bed. But the second I got home, which I had little kids, I had to, but I'd walk in the door and all of a sudden my energy was shifted again, right? Because I got out of the car and I was moving my body and saying hi to the kids. And like, it's a state change, right? So that silly little jig that I danced in my family room instantly shifted my mood. So then we were talking and I was sharing with her that my friend and coach Maritza, who I worked with in the fall, she had done this amazing, she does the heart work journaling and she launched a community and she is hitting seven figures this year. She's just kicking butt with it. And, but she visualized, she said, Kim, visualize, visualize, visualize. And I'm a believer in all of this stuff and energy and how we feel and it comes across. And, but I hadn't done that. I hadn't done this. I think I was so caught up in doing the work. And isn't that funny? Like we won't take the 10 minutes to do the meditation or to close our eyes or to be still, but that is what works for me. So I, l- let's go ahead and say that. I believe it works for everyone when you believe it works, but I have enough evidence to know that getting an alignment works really well for me. So then later that day, I wrote out two visualizations. Actually one I had written, it was funny because have you guys ever had that moment where you're, you feel compelled to write something or say something or do something? It was on the uh, flight to LA at, at Christmas time. I just had this nudge and I don't, I was reading or watching something and I'm like, I need to write this down. And it was like a one page thing about my life. And I was like, oh my God, this is really freaking good. So then I wrote one out for um, my business and for email insiders accelerator specifically. And so I shared them with her because she does a ton of meditations and visualizations with me. And she's done a lot of that for women through her practice. And I wanted to, I wanted, I have a tendency to, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh my God, I need a nap. Um, I have a tendency to change tenses when I'm writing. So you know, this happened, this happens. It and and it so unless I go back and edit anyway. So so she's like, these are great. I'd only recommend one thing. So I changed that. And so then I recorded them on Saturday and I put them to music. And oh my God, you guys. Now mind you, I have been listening to my voice for oh my gosh, it'll be 10 years I've been podcasting and I mean, I've been doing this 14 years. I've heard my voice enough in video, but the podcasting and listening to my sessions with Susan. So I do lots of sessions with clients. So like I'm very used to hearing my voice. So that wasn't hard for me and it might, that could be tricky, but I literally put music to them. I recorded two visualizations and I've been listening to them a couple times a day. Like I said, one is specific about business and one is more general about my life. And let me tell you that that energy kept me high, like on a high all weekend long. 
I just kept coming back to this grounded place. And so the last thing I did, and I continue to do, is to be gentle with myself, to honor what I did, what I've created, acknowledge that this is how we learn, and to recommit to the next time because I'm going to do it again. I'm committed to this. I have never been so clear in all of my life, my business life, I should say, as to where my sweet spot is, right? And that's why this is so funny that I'm talking about something new and this will make sense. But honestly, guys, I ended up enjoying the rest of my weekend. I took it easy and then I was really happy to get back to work today. And it's been a great freaking day. So here's how this creates freedom. And I'm going to share my little uh, something new. You would think by now I talk so much about self-responsibility that I wouldn't doubt myself when it comes to that. But I still do. And it almost seems too easy. See what I mean about working hard, right? Taking self-responsibility removes all the bullshit. It removes all the excuses. You look at it, you take stock of things, and you can say, I created that circumstance. Or you can observe and acknowledge that it was your response to a circumstance that created something less than desirable. That by acknowledging those things, and I'm not saying that we can control everything that happens to us, but we can always control how we respond. And so when you take self-responsibility, complete and total self-responsibility, it's kind of hard to hang on to the bullshit, right? That is really and truly the ultimate freedom. Because here's the deal. If you created it, it means you can also create something else. So here's something new that was birthed literally this morning. And this isn't really sussed out in my head, but I'm going to share a bit of it here anyway, because why not, right? And hey, maybe you have some insights or thoughts. Feel free to share them. So over the last few years, as I've gone deeper into email marketing and newsletters, the more evidence I have gotten that most people simply won't do it. Truly. It comes down to three things. And I'm going to not pre-qualify, but this is obviously all in my experience. Um, the first is they've decided they can't, so they don't even try. There are too many people I can't write. Eh, I can't write, so I don't. And then they struggle. Because honestly, when you have an email list of engaged subscribers who trust you, they know, like, and trust you, all of those things that you've taken the time, you can send an email and make sales. You, you just, you can. It, it works. I have way too much evidence and proof of that. But... The people who decide they can't write, they don't try, and they can't learn, that's exactly what's going to happen. Okay, so that's the first one. Here's the second of the three things that I think is much more in line with the, with the shift in the messaging I'm going to be doing. And that is that people literally don't know where to start, right? I mean, blank page and blinking cursor anyone, or they get overwhelmed with automations and sequences and tags and if this, then that conditional stuff that has to happen, what needs to happen for email marketing is you need to start writing. That, that's, that's really it. Right. And then the last one is they think they don't need it. Maybe they have plenty of leads and money to buy traffic. And, you know, I can come up with counterpoints to each of these points. And honestly, who doesn't need a subscriber list, which is an asset. Uh, but I kind of want to leave it alone for now. I will give you some examples because this is also a side note off script. And this is partly what contributed to the birth of this potentially new venture. And that is, um, so 
I mentioned, you know, my friend Susie is here. She is a CPA. She owns her own firm. Excuse me. And she was saying to me, she goes, God, Kim, you, you should go speak at CPA conferences or accounting conference. I'm like, what? She said, yeah. She said, none of us, we don't have time for marketing or any of that. We all have to do it. We all have to have it, but nobody has time for it. And she was telling me, she goes, yeah, I don't, I don't want more leads. Like she has clients. She's got big clients and she's also, they do a lot of, um, selling and, and acquisitions and stuff. She works a lot for clients on like $150 million company sale, that kind of stuff. Right. So she goes, I don't want more leads. She said, but I know I need a website up and at some point she'll want to sell her firm. And so she knows that she needs these things. And so she gave me this example. She goes, yeah, what the company that did her website. And I forget what she said she paid for, but it was ridiculous to me. Um, but she said, yeah, I pay him 600 bucks a month for like a couple blog posts and I can do stuff. She goes, but I don't ever have time. So I just let them do their thing. She said they have 3000 clients that they do that for. And it's probably the same blog posts they put across the board. I mean, she doesn't care. She knows she needs a site. And I was like, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. So I don't know. The The idea of a vertical, which I'm going to talk about a little bit, is it's interesting. Okay. So about a year ago, so I mentioned that my da- my daughter's been working with me since she was like 15. She's a 25-year-old adult. She has a screenwriting degree. She's a great editor. She's been writing with for clients for me for a long time. So last year, we were talking about newsletters and just my absolute obsession with newsletters. And so we had actually talked about doing like a newsletter agency where we created newsletters for clients. So I don't advertise it, but I do writing for clients. I've done email sequences. I've done copy sales page. I've done newsletters. And it's not a regular offer I put out because for years I was adamant that I was done with client work. And I still kind of am, but it really depends on the client and the work because I also like It keeps me in practice. And that was the original reason I started doing it for anybody. I was doing it for myself, but the more you do something, the better you're going to get at it. And, you know, I did it for CCP, the planner, my brand, I've done it for clients. So, so here's the thing. That being said, I feel like I might need to differentiate the email marketing and newsletters side of my business from my personal brand meaning keep Kim Doyle as a personal brand, almost lifestyle-ish with F the hustle being the primary message. That's where I can pull in more of the Costa Rica content, my life down here, how I've built my business, just talking with people who say that like I'll podcast will be similar, digital marketing. I'll, I'll keep that going. But then if I were to pivot the email marketing and newsletters and the email products through a, an independent brand, that is got something about email in the title. Um, I feel like it frees me up a little bit. Um, you know, I, I might have some overlap where I could probably have the same offers on both sides where I've got email templates and I can rebrand these, but this is so in its infancy. Here's the other caveat with all this. So a lot of people on my list are listening to this podcast. I'm sure And I am so grateful for my quote unquote true fans, right? You guys have stuck with me all these years and you've gone through each of my rebrands, the WordPress check to Kim Doyle with a focus on content marketing to launching the content creators planner, which I've got updates on that later 
to pivoting to F the hustle and email marketing, right? Like you guys have seen me go through it. And honestly, it's probably who I will always be. I like learning and growing. And like, like when I think about other brands who have done the exact same thing for the same amount of time, I'm like, kudos, kudos. They've obviously grown and scaled, but they're still serving the exact same market. That's not how I, uh, that's just, that doesn't fuel me. Like I'd get bored. I think doesn't mean I don't want to stick with something. I feel like email and newsletters, it's just a blast. I have a lot of fun with it. And so I think that kind of going with the lifestyle and F the hustle being the primary message through Kim Doyle and then launching an email marketing and newsletter site um, where we offer here, let me get into this. Okay. Because I definitely have um, got some notes here. You know, obviously there are plenty of people on my list that are interested in email marketing and newsletters um, and the digital marketing space in general, but it's certainly a broader audience. And so I know in order to scale the email marketing and newsletter offers, I need to tighten things up because here's the other piece, you guys, as um, we were doing the social messaging for the live private training for email insiders, I had a lot of people that, a lot of people, I had people say, I just love, I love you. I love what you do. And I know that there are people in my space that follow me or listen to me again. Thank you because I resonate with you, but you might not need the services, right? So how do I get in front of the people who need email marketing and newsletters and that piece of it? And so it also gives me the option to not necessarily have to be the face if I position it as more of an agency or possibly a productized service, kind of like design pickle for, you know, four or 500 bucks a month, you get X amount of emails, period, you know, and this is where we talked about targeting some verticals. So there's a whole lot of like planning and mapping this out. Because the truth is, I don't want to take away from what I'm creating. So what I'm trying to do is restructure, I guess, is maybe a better way to say it. Um, because there are plenty of times where I share stuff like my newsletter last week. If you guys are not on the F the hustle, just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the hustle, just a letter F the hustle. I get on the newsletter and I was so tired last week that I just shared some pictures from the time off with my friends in Costa Rica. And so I feel like that's much more in alignment than, you know, the next day you're getting this tangible tactic on email marketing. I don't know. I I truly love your feedback, but this is kind of what I'm leaning towards. Um, I know that I can use my skill set to get it up and running fairly quickly. I can be involved. I can use my personal brand to drive people to the new business and hire people to do implementation. Um, It's all still swirling through my head and I really don't know what it's going to look like, but something in me, this was like, oh, you know, like the clouds parted. And all of a sudden I felt like I could see a little bit clearer because honestly, you know, taking the list, the content creators planner list, as well as um, my Kim Doyle list, um, you know, and, and sending for email marketing, even though we talk about, we, I talk about both through both lists and, and to me, email is content, all of that stuff. It's a lot different than the people who are signing up for easy email marketing, which is my new lead magnet. It's a free email course, which has an offer, which has already done like 800 bucks in a couple of weeks. So, and that's all automated sales. 
So it's making sure that that offer is getting in front of the right people. So I, I'm, I, a lot of this, you guys, was me just sort of sussing out thoughts and, and sharing. Um, but I'm really feeling like this might be the right direction to go in. And so just to wrap things up, like I said, the purpose of this episode is really twofold to remind you that you always have a choice in how you handle things. And then it was very helpful for me to continue my own process of reframing this and taking the work I've done and saying there's massive value in this. And, and I did it right. And I am proud of what I've done. And while I didn't sell as much as I wanted to, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. How do I bridge the gap between the message, the market, the message to market, market to message? I'm too tired to try and be correct about that at this moment. But, um, you know, it's it's really helped me reframe that because disappointments, challenges, failures, whatever you want to call you, call them, they are invaluable. They always provide us with information. It's what we do with that information, right? That is completely on us. So on that note, my friends, here's to trusting the process, getting back up on the horse, taking a step back, taking a breather, trusting yourself, trusting the value you provide, and coming from a place of service. <clears throat> because again, I don't do things just for the money. But when, in this case, I'm going, okay, let me recoup this investment, instead of saying, all right, if this money sign up, whatever. If this money sign up, whatever. This is just the beginning. And, you know, taking the time, this is, I always call this the intangible work sort of behind the scenes that you can't see. You can see when you've got a landing page to create and copy on the page. Great. Pages up, copies up. But the iterative process of writing out the, of, of writing out headlines and messages and showing it to people and saying, is this clear? What is, well, what does that mean? And what is that? And, and truly, is this the biggest pain point people have with email marketing? I don't think it is. And it was my daughter that called me out. She said, I think we need to change a message. I'm like, duh, right? I was focused on what is a result people want from email. They want money. They want sales. And I was associating email marketing with a lot of people think I don't have time. I don't, it's too much work, blah, 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 blah. So if there's a payoff, then it's worth it to them. So I totally effed myself at the drive-thru on this one, you guys. <laughs> but that's all right. Again, here's to trusting the process. I love you guys tons. I hope this was helpful. I'd love your feedback, thoughts on any of this. Um, in the meantime, if you haven't gotten, you can get the easy email marketing. Go to just a blog post or podcast. The landing page will be up for that shortly, but I do have opt-ins or just message me and I'll, I'll send you a link. But either way, um, here's till next time and let's make this a phenomenal summer, guys. I'm so excited. It was pouring rain this morning. Skies are blue and crisp and I'm, which I know it's always sunny down here, but um, I know it's summertime for everybody else in, well, Sands, Australia, I guess. Let's make it a let's make it a great one, guys. So until next time, have a fantastic day. And as always, thanks for listening. Have you signed up for F the Hustle yet? If not, now's the time. F the Hustle is a newsletter for vision-led entrepreneurs ready to ditch the hustle, grow a profitable business, and enjoy the journey. Just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the Hustle to sign up today.